0: Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV games, and all that jazz that there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about Miss Marvel. My name is Tom and as always. I'm quid with my co-host John. Hello, it's me. How it's are been, you this yeah, week? I'm good. Yeah, just can't wait to talk about Miss Marvel,
1: which is a really good show. Good. So good.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Miss Marvel, briefly explain the plot for those who don't know. Okie dokie. So <clears throat>
1: Kamala <laughs> is a superhero fan with an imagination particularly when it comes to Captain Marvel. Kamala feels like she doesn't fit at school and sometimes even at home. That is until she gets superpowers like the heroes she looked up to.
0: Ah, lovely, lovely. So yeah, spoilers uh, from this point on. So if you haven't seen Miss Marvel and you want to, then go for it. I mean, another week, another Marvel thing. It feels like we're always just talking about, you know, whatever is new in the MCU. But uh, yeah, Miss Marvel, what what did you think?
1: I thought it was a interesting show. It felt like Balcon and the Winter Soldier. There's a lot of themes going on in the show and I felt like there was lots to explore, particularly the culture within Kamala's life, you know, with the family, mm. with how she got powers throughout her family ancestors, which is really interesting for me.
0: Yeah, I mean I would say that the the best part of this show is the family and Kamala's relationship with her family she's got a really healthy relationship and you know it's not often in comic book stories that a superhero has both of their parents alive and well and here we get that we've got Kamala's brother as well and I feel like that is the strongest aspect of the show it gives Kamala this like sense of responsibility through you know her conversations with them and I feel like they provide a good kind of you know moral compass for her you know like every time she's kind of reckless um she kind of you know thinks about all the ways that it can impact her family and you know particularly with the way that she explores her powers I think the family is really important to that and I think that that you know makes this show and this hero really really stand out across the MCU. Yeah every time you learn about the family
1: you know in Fast and Furious you know like the whole idea is about you know family you know like yes of course but in this one, you know, the MCU, the idea of family isn't explored. It's, it's hinted sometimes throughout, but, you know, like we get a sense of idea, you know, what family, what it means in the MCU. And, you know, we explore that with Kamala and it gets wholesome every time, you know, seeing them just supporting her, especially when Kamala tells everyone that she has powers and then everyone's like, yeah, we're mm. going to support you everywhere we can. And that was a very unexpected thing because usually in the superhero trope, you like, nope. We'll have those superpowers and be careful. We're not gonna do anything, you know, like very strict parents. But you know, it's it's different. I like that.
0: Yeah, this this show definitely felt like it because uh, you know, <laughs> thinking about, for example, MCU Spider Man. Obviously, Aunt May knows that Peter is Spider Man, and you don't really get to explore what that means because they just use it as a joke at the end of Homecoming, and then when you get to Far From Home, you know, they don't actually they don't actually explore you know, any kind like the actual moment when May finds out. But here, you know, when Kamala's mom finds out, it's like a really big moment and you and you get to see both sides. You get to see like, you know, the side where the, where the parents are like are worried about her and kind of, you know, like think that, that she's hiding something and then you get them to be supportive. And I think that they add a lot of emotional stakes, especially at the end when they're watching her go up against the Department of Defense And, you know, they're like, you know, they're worried for her. I think in the finale there are some really cool scenes. At the beginning of the show, we get this bit where Kamala wants to go to AvengerCon and her mum is like, "Okay, well, only if your dad can come with you." And she makes this like ma- these matching Hulk outfits, which are like like really like kind of like goofy and, and and she you know she puts time into it and Kamala kind of just shoots her down. And that is you know Kamala's mum trying to kind of keep Kamala like you know at arm's length, trying to keep her safe. But in the finale, her mum shows that she's supportive of her and that will. Let her kind of be a hero and like let her kind of be a bit more independent by making her this like the Miss Marvel suit and she gives Mm. it to her at the end a suit that like you know embraces her culture and I think that that was like a really powerful moment also when Kamala's talking to her dad on the roof and he kind of talks to her about what her name means and it's like it means Marvel and you know you are our Miss Marvel and genuinely it was one of those moments where it was so heartfelt and, you know, I got chills. It felt like so much more earned than something like, you know, like Deadshot in Suicide Squad being like with some kind of Suicide Squad. (laughs) It felt so much more kind of like powerful.
1: Yeah. And there was a lot of heartfelt moments in the film, but not in the film, TV show. And that is one of the moments I really liked in the show where it was like more of a quiet moment and we get to see her father really supporting her and then the idea of the name Miss Marvel which is really cool and also to add on with the suit it looks fantastic and very comic accurate mm. really cool and I think that was a really good uh, finale for the you know with the costume and kamala exploring herself and the family as well and i thought that was really strong
0: yeah absolutely we kind of get the same thing that we got recently in the kenobi show where you know throughout the season kamala's look becomes more and more like her classic outfit until she finally dons the full thing at the end you know she gets the the mask uh, from bruno and and etc i think that this show really she is the best part of it you know they really do well with that responsibility aspect of it you know it's not easy being a hero and they explore you know like the the good and the bad like you know you get like the good like when she saves i think it's zoe from the avengers con mistake and then like later on where she drops the kid when she's trying to catch him and, you know, you see both sides of it. And I think it balances quite well because the show has kind of a, you know, a bit of a playful, like comedic vibe. And I think, but I think it really lets emotional moments hit. And it does kind of really, it allows her to become her own hero in an interesting and new way. Definitely. And I like how
1: we see her progress as we see her, you know, with her family and then exploring as well. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I think I will say that, like, this show throws quite a lot of side characters in. Um, oh yeah like, you know like yeah this like there definitely are interchanging side characters you know for example like in episodes four and five we completely divert from episodes one two three and we we travel to pakistan and we have a whole different set of characters it feels like something that would be maybe more fitting in a season two like bruno isn't in those episodes like at all nakia who is kamala's best friend finds out that kamala is miss marvel in episode three and then we don't see the fallout of that until episode six in which nakia is largely okay with it it feels very similar to what i was saying with spider-man and aunt may in the mcu and i feel like you know you also have like interchanging kind of like love interests like with cameron and the red dagger guy and it definitely felt like that middle section i feel like a lot of the mcu shows the mid section like it dips you know like episode four yeah. is yeah. mostly exposition
1: yeah now i felt you know with every mcu show the first episodes are really good and then it just dips in between like four and five That is a really weird thing because, you know, we're trying to explore her side characters like Bruno and Cameron and Zoe and Nakia. It was really interesting to see those side characters, but then she goes to Pakistan and I was like, oh, okay. But yeah, it felt like there was too many characters in that whole Pakistan story. So I was like, oh no, there's the red daggers, there's this guy (laughs) in charge of the red daggers.
0: Yeah, and they like they introduce like her cousins, and it it feels like they're they're throwing hey, everything in. One one thing that we need to move away from is these six episode long shows. I think we've seen it in a lot of Disney Plus stuff, in all the MCU shows apart from One Division at this point. Kenobi. Book of Boba Fett, they are all stretching out this one simple linear story, which could be a film and they're stretching out to six episodes. And therefore you've got this chunk in the middle, which largely there are character moments that really work, but largely you don't really need most of it. And I do feel like, you know, it's a real shame. And what we need to get to, and this is, okay, so we've got She-Hulk coming soon. She-Hulk, which is gonna be nine episodes. Um, And I feel like what what we need to get to is shows that are TV shows and not just like an extra long movie. Like, you know, what I want is to see is like episodic. That's why The Mandalorian works. That's why stuff like The Boys works like a lot better. You know, when you think about these these kinds of shows, they work as TV shows. Andor is coming out soon very excited for that and that's going to be 12 episodes like that is so much more refreshing than just six episodes you know following like one like story and i feel like yeah i hope that miss marvel is the last marvel show with six episodes because I-, I really think that we're suffering because of it
1: why do we need so many shows it's
0: getting repetitive it's always, there's it's so many bad. there's so many man
1: the thing is when it comes to superhero tv shows we explore kamala but where's the villain? Oh, <laughs> the, you see, oh, boy! You see the villain. You're probably asking, John, is there a villain in the show? John,
0: is there a villain in the show? I can't really tell. Oh, the villain's a a, a big shite man. <laughs> Good way of putting it. Um, Thank you.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you see the villain in this. It's just nothing. There's no motivation, really, like actual motivation. And it's got a really weird plot decision. So basically, the villain of the show is Cameron's mother. And Cameron's mother is charge of this group who are basically, they're like the Eternals, but with less powers. You see, mm. they live a lot longer, not a lot longer than the Eternals, just humans, and they're from this whole other planet or universe dimension called the Nor. So basically, they want to go back to the Nor, but the villain doesn't do a lot of things,
0: and she dies in episode four. Yeah, so, so the, these are these are Jin and the Jin one, um, yeah, Kamala, Jin, yeah. to open this this portal to the Nor, and Kamala eventually does by accident, and when they try to get in, they. Are just disintegrated and die like not like they just disappear they literally turn into bones and then fall to the floor (laughs) literally the villains were so so incredibly weak so one note like they did like the the classic like oh kamala we're gonna help you and then kamala decides (laughs) to go to a wedding instead and they're like how dare you betray us we're gonna kill you and it's like whoa she just went to a wedding man calm down like okay their whole thing is that they really really want to go home right? It reminded me a lot of Reverse Flash in The Flash Season 1, but, oh my god, it does. Like, like these villains, like, Reverse Flash is one of the best comic book villains. Flash Season 1 is perfection, like, just incredibly done, and this was just the opposite of how you do it, like, oh my god, I just think that it was so, so boring, the way that these guys were handled, and then we have the department of defense who are also kind the of te- villains I, I can't but not really I, I, can't, I can't take them seriously
1: the department of defense like it's just the name the department of defense <laughs> they're I, I,
0: literally <laughs> just like the most insensitive people. They spend the entire show just breaking into the mosques, like you know, like being really disrespectful to like the mosques, and like you know, going after teenagers and like you know, shooting like in high schools. And you get this whole bit at the end where like all like the citizens and all the good police all come to them, and it was <laughs> it was pretty ridiculous. I feel like these guys, like yeah, the, the the main guy from the Department of Defense is actually in No Way Home. I don't know if you remember him.
1: Oh, him? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, the,
0: he's the guy who interviews like Peter and May and MJ and Ned as I think like he's like, uh, yeah, I think he's FBI. But like, it's just but- a weird, weird thing to do. I don't know why he- any of them are there. It's such a weird thing. Like the Department of Defense, they just
1: go like, Oh yeah, we, we, we think some superpower teenager is in this mask and like that's a really weird thing to say. And then they go into the masks and then they don't take off the shoes.
0: Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah. Oh it's uh it's the department. it's damage <laughs> control, not defense, excuse me. Department of Damage, damage Control. Damage control. Um, a- yeah, it's 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 the same guys <laughs> as at the beginning of Homecoming as well, apparently. And then okay. like at the end, Cameron gets these powers and he kind of becomes a villain in some way like he's attacking everyone and and, you know Kamala has to calm him down and it felt like all three of these things that become you know like forces that Kamala has to sort out are just so underdeveloped and like we spend so much time, you know, and, and they genuinely do give a lot of time and, and care to exploring Kamala's family and, you know, her powers. And they don't do that for the villains. And it if this if this show was eight episodes or nine episodes, you could genuinely give time to all of these plot lines and, you know, stretch out the stuff in Pakistan, stretch out the high school plot lines, you know, and and, and give the villains more of a presence. I feel like they really need that it feels like a bit messy with the villain's side. Like, Mm. you know,
1: they don't actually show the whole, I mean, they did for Aisha, but for the backstory of like, where they came from from the snore, they only show like a brief moment of what the gnoll looks like how's it the gay you? you know like the exile they're gonna have like a whole backstory you know being exiled and you know that's their motivation to go home but that isn't shown at all
0: in the show and we only get a bit of dialogue like saying
1: oh we got exiled and like,
0: oh okay so yeah it, like plot lines really they, they come and go like think about the high school stuff it's really prominent in the first two episodes and then it just disappears and it kind of comes back in the final episode but again six episodes just stop like it really feels tiring now and i feel like audiences in general we're all feeling the effects of all this marvel content more than we ever have like we've got three or four films a year we've got like five shows a year like there's there's so much like happening and it, it it's i'm tired <laughs> and I, I i feel like you know this show would have worked a lot better as either a longer show or a movie yeah, it definitely felt like a movie, but, you know, it's a lot longer. But I feel yeah. like this show has a lot to love. Like, I feel like a lot of people aren't watching this show and I feel like they are really missing out. Like, one thing that I really, really enjoyed was the fact that they did go to Pakistan and you get to explore Pakistani culture in America and in Pakistan itself. You know, you get to see a Muslim wedding and, like, you know, they still yeah. like, eat a little bit. I think that's really cool, especially since it feels like media will, like overly represent like you know these countries like you know through terrorism and through like war like you think about the first Iron Man I think like their the action scenes like in Pakistan or in like a country like surrounding there and you know you don't get to explore that culture but here you do and that was like so so fun I feel like I have learned more as somebody who yeah. doesn't know a whole lot about that culture and like it feels like it's doing the heavy lifting that some of my education never did. Yeah, like we learned about that
1: culture only a brief moment in school. Like I was like, oh, okay, that's a little bit of it. And then in the show, there's a lot I didn't know. And I learned a lot about the mask. I learned about, you know, the wedding and it looked really fun. You know, like Mm. they they do really cool things. And uh, yeah,
0: I feel like especially in the first two episodes of the show, the style (laughs) of the show Oh Oh, my god, like, originally this episode was going to be called Miss Marvel is the Most Stylish MCU Show. I decided to change it because the style really drops off after episodes, like, three. But episode one and two, the directors of episode one and two, they were so good. The texting scenes... Oh my yeah. god. Amazing. Amazing. We have like this scene where uh, Bruno and Kamala are texting each other and you know as Bruno is like walking through the street you have like the road like showing like the text and like neon signs. These really inventive ways. There's a brilliant sequence where where they're cycling through Jersey and they're talking about you know what could your outfit look like? You know like you know or unlike these things and whilst they're doing it, the graffiti on the wall is like coming alive and like showing like their thoughts. And I thought that was so cool. And there's some really, really nice camera movements. And there's this whole bit where, you know, after Kamala meets Cameron and she's dancing around her house and there are like, Blue lights on her, and even in episode three is a whole like dance sequence at the wedding that you know while I didn't think it was shot in the most stylish way, there are some really cool elements of style, I and mean, then they just stop <laughs> in episode four, five, and six. there's barely anything, and it was such a shame because this show like really it felt like you know an explosion of this kind of like teenage mind and i I thought that was really cool, yeah. I felt like that was
1: very refreshing to see, you know, how Texan scenes scenes done. Like, mm. oh, God, there's, there's a lot of Texan scenes that are just so boring. Like, I can name a few, like uh, Top Gun, Maverick, Uncharted. That was so boring, that text. If you want to hear about ranting
0: about that film, get, get oh, boy. Oh, um, <laughs> but Yeah, no, you're right. It, it really did provide something new. And even to the MCU. The MCU, like, we, okay, last week we did Love and Thunder. We did an episode on it. And that film is so boringly shot. There's nothing interesting about it. There are a couple of cool shots, you know, but mostly it doesn't look very good. And this show, especially in the first half, was brilliantly refreshing for Marvel.
1: Yeah, I definitely agree. Visually, it's refreshing. Characters I really liked and the whole idea with when a person chooses family, the family will protect them. So that's a mm. interesting idea to go through. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the score as well. Brilliant score! Like Miss Marvel has her own theme, which I think works really, really well. And we, you know, we got some licensed music as ever, which is, you know, it's it. it, it sometimes light. it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, they got blinding lights at the beginning. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But I think the score was really fun.
1: Yeah, the score was really good. There were some interesting elements with the score. Also, there was really impactful moments that were so emotional like when kamala goes back in time and finds her ancestors in the train station this is during the partition and i did not know anything about the partition and mm. you know that was really impactful and i was like wow okay and i thought that was a really interesting way of like exploring the family and as well with aisha you know, how history impacts some of the key characters as well. And I thought that was really interesting to tie that in into that whole story. And where that moment where Kamala was the one who did the stars and that actually led to the father. And I was really emotional, you know, like, oh yeah. And then when Aisha gave that photo and then Kamala gave that photo to the grandmother, that was really emotional, you know, like, yeah, she said that was the only picture of her father and then got both of them as well. And
0: that was really emotional, like, wow. Yeah. That episode yeah. was really, really cool, you know. I think that it is a really good opportunity to learn about the Partition. Like, again, something that I didn't know a whole lot about. There's, there's a Doctor Who episode about it, which is one of the better episodes of the Jodie Whittaker era. But, yeah, like... Oh, I that! Like, oh, yeah, 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 season 11. And I feel like this definitely kind of um, did it in a, in a really, really good way. And I agree with all, like, all the emotions that it gave. I mean, it definitely breaks the MCU's time travel rules, but... It doesn't really matter, you know. It, it works yeah. for the story, and I think that's what's Pick the most important. Mama. I, I want to kind of talk about. I uh. definitely felt a little bit of a disconnect. I hate how Captain Marvel the movie is set in the 90s. I think it's so pointless. But what I kind of want to talk about is originally they were going to have somebody shot the final the final battle in Endgame with a drone. So some member of the public with shot a drone? it. Right, so 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 the public has seen that final battle, which is why the public knows about Captain Marvel. The big thing that I was just so oh. confused about: but how does Kamal know about Captain Marvel? How is she such like a big like? Has she been working on like in Shang Chi? She's she's not on Earth, you know. Like, has she been working on Earth? Like it doesn't look like it. Like they talk about like how she you know how she comes and destroys Thanos' ship in in Endgame, but no one saw that. The audience did but no one else did. like why is like why? it felt really weird like and it's gonna be a bit strange going into the marvels wait, when wait, you good. know <laughs> captain marvel hasn't really had that impact on earth to earth's public
1: oh my god i wish some idea that's happening in marvel like how do we show the the, the final battle end game to the public like everyone would know i'm like hmm Drones, like yeah, of course drones.
0: But obviously, they ended up cutting that, but I do think that that would have been, you know, like you need to explain it somehow. And I think it's yeah. so weird that everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Captain Marvel's the best," and it's like, how did, like, how have, how, how, do you know, how have you seen Captain Marvel? You know, yeah, some
1: of the characterization wasn't that amazing for me. Like, she wasn't that superhero thing. I don't know what was the direction for Brie Larson in this film for that Captain Marvel. You know what I mean? Like, she was very deadpan you know yeah. like there wasn't really yeah, emotion
0: she's she's, she's she's so stoic and yeah, i feel exactly, like that lo- exactly, that loses yeah. some emotion there but yeah i think it's interesting um and obviously in the final in the post credit scene we get kamala and carol swap places it looks like and so carol yeah, is I- in in kamala's room and looks around and she's like what the hell is going on but i do think that interesting things are set up obviously next you've got the marvels which we'll see monica rambo captain marvel and miss marvel all come together i think that's going to be interesting i think this show definitely does something to, f- to make me more excited for it i'm interested to see how they handle the post credit scene like i would love a scene where captain marvel comes downstairs and kamala's parents are there and like who are you and she's like i have no idea what's happening right now and you know you deal with all of that, and kind of like through the perspective of the, of the parents, Carol learns who Kamala is and why she's important. I think that could be interesting in the Marvels. But there's some there's definitely some interesting things that have been set up here. Like Kamala is a mutant, apparently.
1: What? Yeah. <laughs> I I guess Feige doesn't like inhumans.
0: <laughs> oh, he hates inhumans. That's like yeah. A, that's like a thing he never wanted to do in humans. Yeah, he never did. <laughs> like, you know, when they, sh- they showed Inhumans
1: on that Comic Con? I think, yeah, it yeah. was Comic Con, and they showed it. And I was like, yeah, in humans, baby. <laughs> they only showed like a TV show of it. And yeah. that was shown in cinemas. I don't know why. I don't- if you remember, yeah.
0: was, like. In IMAX. In IMAX. Yeah. That is so bizarre. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, Inhumans is like widely agreed on as the worst MCU thing. I haven't seen it, but I've heard. I only. Seen it. I've heard only bad things. But... It can't be that bad, can it? Oh no! Can... Apparently, apparently, it's dreadful. Oh, yeah. there's a clip, where, where, watch the clip. I don't know, John. It was,
1: it, it was Black Bolt as a kid. It's not supposed to be funny. It's not supposed to be funny, John. Um, it's it's Black, <laughs> Black Bolt as a kid.
0: I think another one and, you mean.
1: And he tries talking to his parents. And then and he kill- <laughs> He just kills them. <laughs> oh, like, it's
0: ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's definitely an interesting decision to make Kamala a mutant, make her the MCU's first mutant. So I guess we'll see how that all goes. And I think there are some interesting things that they could continue to do. But I guess we'll find out next year with the Marvels uh, and obviously oh, Comic-Con, which is next week. So... I guess we'll find out what Comic-Con uh, has to offer. So yeah, Miss Marvel, what are you going to give it out of 10? A seven or, s- I don't know, a six or a seven. I'm going to say six, but I think it's interesting that most, nearly every single phase four thing is a six or a seven. Like yeah. phase four is so mediocre. Like we really need something to properly, you know, blow us away. But yeah, but now we can, we can rest and take a break from Marvel for a while oh um thank you everyone thank you everyone for listening if you enjoyed it please give a thumbs up and subscribe if you want to see more we've done so much marvel recently it's been insane did all the thor films the doctor strange films moon knight avengers obviously we've done this marvel there's so much so watch it just yeah and and now we're going to finally rest and next week for our 100th episode we're going to be talking about light year so you know 100 episodes wow we'll talk about that next week but yes like and subscribe and um, if you want to see more and you can follow us on twitter and instagram at our time film pod and email us with your questions about this marvel ask us what tell us what you think and or ask us anything about anything really if you email us our time film pod and we will reply right here on the pod itself yes and thank you for
1: listening make sure you subscribe and like uh, like the video if you want to hear more content about the MC. <laughs> Not the MCU. Other stuff as well. Um, That's a thing. we're, we're kind of tired of the MCU right now. Yeah. Make sure you're safe and be good. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.